When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the award-winning podcast. I am Joe Posnanski. With me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are so welcome. You know, today is a very big day. Big, big day. And here's the reason. Baseball news is going out of control. <clears throat> out of control. Verlander, two years, 86 million to the Mets. To the Mets. To the Mets. So the Mets now have $160 million in pitching. In old pitching. In old pitching while having lost their 86 times Cy Young winner. So that's weird. Yeah. And then the Phillies just signed uh, Trey Turner to a 74-year deal. That's right. For $12 billion. It's it's a wild. It's a wild deal. And the Phillies, like, like they're now they're super good and the Dodgers are in trouble. And I think that's all we should talk about today even though we have 10 people waiting for us to say something. Yeah, counter-argument would be that we shouldn't talk about any of that and we should get right to the holiday draft. <laughs> it is holiday draft. So we are drafting, this year we are drafting uh, holiday lyrics, right? So what have we what have we done in the past, Mike? We've done... We've done uh, tra- tra- uh, traditions, holiday traditions. Holiday traditions, holiday food. Holiday food. food. Uh, yes. Brandon McCarthy chose uh, duck a l'orange for his That's right. holiday meal. That's right. And That's right. Actually, it- I only remember things based on what <clears throat> Brandon chose. Because I remember we did holiday music based on the fact that Brandon chose that Trans-Siberian Orchestra song. Correct. It's either yeah. what you, What's memorable about these drafts is either Brandon choosing the weirdest thing <laughs> that uh, anyone could have possibly anticipated or right. Alan Sepinwall finding a loophole. That's right. And, that's right. And finding a trap door and sneaking in and sneaking and, through and subverting or, the basic idea of the draft and getting suspended for a year. Or or Linda Holmes turning an innocent draft into a uh, quest for <clears throat> world domination. We've got that. Well, Linda, Linda traditionally does this thing where she overthinks it by a factor of 50, <laughs> where everyone else this morning within the last hour has jotted down whatever three things we're going to choose. But yes. Linda has spent like a month. Oh yeah, she's got it plotting fully. and scheming. She has a full <laughs> staff of people who help her work on this thing, and she has like a she has like a an ethos and a and a system it's, it's, by it's which wonderful. she maneuvers and operates, and just makes everyone else feel terrible about themselves because That's, she put so much more thought into this than either you or I did. For example, the supposed host in, of this in, thing, even choosing this draft. Yes, that's yeah. right. And then last year, Alexis Gay joined us. Alexis introduced. Oh, the that's new, a whole other thing. Well, she introduced the new draft matrix, which I thought was a very. No, that's not what we have to talk about with Alexis. What we have to talk about is the fact that she and Jason Kander, after yes. the draft last year, took yes. to social media 
to That's campaign right. to actively campaign to be named the winners of the draft and were each suspended for a full year That's by Commissioner right. Roger Goodell for for uh, interfering with the with the honor code. That's right. Right. So yep. th- this there's a lot going on here. There's a lot happening. There's a, we have a couple of newcomers. We do. Uh, we have, of course, the always uh, wonderful Nick Offerman. This is going to be. It's going to be a crazy epic draft. I I um I shudder to think about what shenanigans and tomfoolery <laughs> we're about to have to withstand. This, this t- tomfoolery here is going to be off the charts. The tomfoolery the is chart. always off the charts at the holiday draft. <laughs> All right, so we are going to begin the holiday draft right away by by introducing our our first uh, our first pick. Now, uh, as you all know, uh, the a small group of of accountants and uh, programmers at PricewaterhouseCoopers devised our draft and and came up with the exact order of the draft. So. So I'm looking at it for the very first time. I, That's right. I've not but even seen this. There's also one announcement we need to make before we get started. Yes. Most of you know who have listened to this before or have participated in this before know that the integrity of the draft yes. is overseen by Commissioner Roger Goodell. That's he, right. R- Roger Goodell weighs in on the tomfoolery and the shenanigans. He makes proclamations and rulings. He is the judge, jury, and executioner of the holiday draft. His rulings are final. That's right. Ha- There's ha- no. However, however, Uh-oh. this year... There's a new commissioner. Wait, and, what? Yes, there's a new commissioner of this year's draft. I just got word. It was just handed down to me about 20 seconds ago. Wow. The new commissioner of this year's draft is uh, FIFA chairman Gianni Infantino. <laughs> and no, I, now I, how did this happen? I, I mean, don't did, know. Did, did, did Roger Goodell just give him the powers? Like most things involving FIFA, it, it came out of nowhere. No one anticipated it. So apparently, if there is controversy... During the draft, Gianni Infantino will be the judge, jury, and executioner, and well, will be ruling on on anything that happens. So and, I'm just and they warning are contacted you. Directly to you, right? You, you I have, have an a, open line. You can't see it. I have a red phone right here on my desk, uh, underneath, like a little, like a little, I, like case, a Reagan right? and uh, during the Cold War. And <laughs> right. if if anything, if any controversy happens, yes. I get on the horn to Gianni Infantino. Um, and I also, by the way, you can see this. I have uh, I have my checkbook here. Yes. Uh, so I yes. can quickly write checks to Gianni and Fantino in the event that I would like the rulings to go in my favor. Oh, so, oh wow. That's good. Yeah. That's, so I think that's, I, I think I've, got, that's <laughs> I've got a pen and I've got my checkbook. <laughs> and uh, I'm just warning everyone now. I am the only one who can communicate with Gianni and Fantino. That, that's and right. Gianni and Fantino's rulings are final. You have the direct bribe line to mm-hmm. him. So... Uh, well, good, because we are going to need a ruling right away because, again, completely randomly chosen. The first pick in the draft goes to uh, Jason Kander. And as you all well know, Mike, before Jason can even draft, there's already a controversy that we have to deal with. <laughs> and what's that? Well, I, I don't think I need to tell everybody. Obviously, people have been following this draft very closely for a long time. Um Leading into this draft, Jason sent an open letter to all of us, uh, including, I would assume, both the new and old commissioner, suggesting that maybe the best way to handle this draft would be to have uh, the the overlords, Metal Arc Media, play the music that is chosen in this year's draft 
which of course, as you all know, would cost, what would that cost roughly? It, it was a brilliant idea. Jason's idea was as we draft these lyrics, we should edit into the podcast clips right. from these famous songs. That's so right. Jason, who, by the way, has his own podcast <laughs> and in theory knows how podcasts work and what you would think, in and theory. It would think would know what rights issues are. Yes. It like imagine someone drafts a lyric from you know uh from a Bing Crosby song right, or a Frank right. Sinatra tune. Sure. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> to play a clip from that song. That's right. And there are what are all 11 of us on this draft. There there'll be yeah. 33 songs chosen and Jason's genius idea <laughs> that he sent to everyone was let's play all of those songs as we go along and draft them. And I wrote back immediately and said, great idea. I'll send the $11.6 million bill to you and you right. can take care of that. Like what right. in the candor answer for yourself? What in the world? What in the world were you thinking? Look, either you're the number one sports podcast or you're not. Like you've got to decide at some point. <laughs> How committed are you to quality? Clearly not as committed as I am to your quality of, of product that you want we're, to I would here. say we're less committed than the amount of money it would cost us to buy the rights to those songs. Yeah, way, way, way less committed, by the way. All right, so but the question is, Jason, you're about to make your first pick. Question is, does the commissioner have a ruling? Is there, will there be any penalties for this outrageous suggestion by Jason Kander? Uh, weirdly, and I immediately am suspicious of this, Johnny Infantino has ruled that not only is uh, Jason off the hook for this, but that he uh, should be able to pick uh, four times in the draft instead of three. Wow. Yeah. Now, as wow. as he was saying this to me over the phone, I could very clearly hear the rustling of dollar bills, like just <laughs> for like dollars that dollars being counted and being put through one of those those dollar bill sorters. One of those machines, one yeah. of the little dollar sorting machines. Yeah. So I'm, you know, but that's the ruling. That's the ruling. Well, so listen, Jason, Jason, you, you, I don't know what you did, but that's the rule. But you have the first pick, Jason. How, uh, how are I am you, great. And I'll be honest. When you started this off by saying that the commissioner had changed to the gentleman from FIFA, I was immediately relieved. I knew that that was good for me and that <laughs> as a former politician. Corrupt, corrupt, recognized yeah, as, corrupt. As a recovering yeah. politician, I obviously am very comfortable in these waters. And and I knew, I knew that this would be something I'd be able to navigate. And uh, I'm glad he got my text, uh, you know. So uh, I, I'm doing very well. Uh, thank you for the invitation yet again. Uh, and I'll go ahead and I'm not going to waste a lot of time because every time I talk, I seem to get in trouble. So I'm going to go straight into into making my, my pick here. Uh, my first uh, lyric is going to be uh, O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Uh, that would be from the Hanukkah song very nice. by the great Adam Sandler. And uh, I mean, I'm honored to have the first pick, and I just thought I should represent sort of my people's holiday here. That's really our only song. Yeah, there you go. This it's, is a disappointingly it's... good pick from you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be. <laughs> I need a gif of uh, Alexis's face when Jason said yeah. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know where it was going. Alexis, how did you feel about that? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I love that. You know, it's important to leave room for surprises on the holiday draft, and we're really starting yes. off uh, with a bang. 
Did you did you believe that the holiday draft of lyrics would begin with the words OJ Simpson? Did anybody <laughs> kind of the really only think? way it could have gone, right? Like <laughs> pretty much. But I gotta say, pretty solid pick. Pretty I, solid I, I, pick. We're yeah. off to a bad start because that was a good choice, and that's not what this I have is, come to expect from Jason Kander in the holiday draft. This is literally the first time either of you have ever thought I made a good pick. It's the first time you've in, made in, a good pick. It is. Yeah. That's right. That's that's why. Including non-holiday drafts. Like this is. <laughs> oh, your non-holiday drafts are worse. They're they're atrocious, and I'm very proud of it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, with our second pick, we go to. Uh, I think does she still have the role as podcast um, pop culture consultant or I don't even remember Linda. I don't remember what is what is your official podcast yeah. title. I think I was a senior special correspondent. Senior special pop right. culture correspondent. Yes, Linda, mm-hmm. welcome. How are you? How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm absolutely delighted to be back uh, on the ever expanding. <laughs> Uh, podcast holiday draft. I think of all of you often. I was thinking the other day of uh, Mike and Nick when a woman that I follow on Twitter said, Ron Swanson's mustache being rubbed off is the filthiest joke I've ever seen on <laughs> network television. I agree. It's the it's and the dirtiest joke point. we ever wrote, don't you think, Nick? I think it's I think that's the dirtiest joke we ever told on that show. I think so. I mean it it really is uh it really is delightfully filthy. <laughs> I believe that was uh, Nicole Perkins. So I want to, I want to credit it's Nicole. Excellent. Colonel AF. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Linda, you've been here since the beginning. You, you were on, you were in the first ref, were you not? I was, I've been here since there was way more time to spend excoriating each person individually. And I just want to say to Jason, it's a trap. They tell you that you made a good pick and they're just setting you oh, up. Yeah. They're just later. They're just going to come down on you even harder. My so. entire friendship with these two guys is a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say it's not a trap so much as we just know Candor will make a disastrous pick in the next round and we'll be right there like like hawks to swoop well, in. Well, and I and I do want to say while we're talking uh to Jason that I I do want to recognize how many people on this podcast wrote a book this year. <laughs> yes. I was thinking about it the other day. We could probably do an entire round that's just people recommending their books. Wait, uh, wait, and- somebody on here wrote a book? I feel like that should be done. <laughs> we can, thank you. Thank you. We don't have time for this, though. We don't have <laughs> we don't have time for this bit. That's my point. Thank you, though, Linda. That's very nice. People can get in. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do it. <laughs> that's my point. But thank you. Well, Linda, you wrote a book as well, which we will not talk I about. Um, no. And it is delightful. But what is your pick? It is pick time. All right. Uh, I'm not going to surprise you as much as O.J. Simpson, because my pick is I like to go for a a lyric that is carefully written, lovingly written. And I went with fa la 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 la. Now, the reason for that is you probably know as from the song Deck the Halls, nay, Deck the Hall. Um, Yeah. Comes from the uh, Welsh, but the uh, English lyrics, as I understand it, came from Thomas Oliphant, not Timothy Oliphant, who wrote the lyrics to Justified. <laughs> um, the reason I like this is this kind of fill, we will call it, is very common across your song types. You've got your uh, you've got your Hala Hala sure. and and so forth. Got your rickety tickety tin. If that means anything to you? Um, sure. But I I think to be able to build a classic that essentially you only wrote half of the lyrics 
And the other half just sounds like it's, you know, deck the halls with boughs of holly. No, 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 no. Something goes here. And then you just didn't do the rest of it. And it's a classic nevertheless. So I really admire that. And that's my you admire you admire the laziness of not completing. No, I admire the I admire the like you got to figure out that you got to make these fine distinctions. I admire the economy, the economy of this. Yeah, we there is no doubt that they intended to go back and write words over fa la 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 la. Right. I mean, there is little doubt. Well, yeah, but you know what? It's in the original Welsh lyric. Wow. Like it's in it's in Welsh, but with like fall la 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 la. So it goes all the way back to the <laughs> Now I feel like I'm it's like it. it's like it. Paul McCartney calling yesterday scrambled eggs before he knew what the song was about. It was right. it was just like right. they were he was it, I think I'm with I don't care if it was in the original Welsh. I feel like it was just someone going like, "I'll I'll put something here at some point later." TBD. Like <laughs> we'll fix it. We'll yeah. fix it later. We'll fix it never in got post. around to it. <laughs> TBD. All right. All right. Anyway, I fine. I think excellent uh fill in lyrics uh, by by Linda. All right. With the third pick, uh we go to uh Nick Offerman. Nick, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm uh, on vacation with my wife, uh, driving an airstream uh, somewhere in America. Wow! <laughs> Deeply Offermanian update. <laughs> that is that is exactly where I pictured you being. Um, you are outdoors, so wherever you are, it is it is delightfully sunny and and warm. It looks like it is, uh, and. Um, you can read all about it in my latest book, Where the Deer and the Antelope Play, available uh, where independent bookstores are found selling my book. Yes, that's that was good. That was that was way smoother than Linda, who did not mention the title of her book while uh, while bringing it up. All right, Nick, time for your pick. All right. Uh, let, let my triumph begin. Um. It's hard to pick, uh, but uh, I can't believe this one is still on the table. Yeah. And it goes like this. As I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cite the song it's from. Okay. Uh, a song by Tom Waits called Christmas Card from a Hooker in Minneapolis. Sure. And here is, here is my lyric. Uh, hey, Charlie, for Christ's sakes, do you want to know the truth of it? I don't have a husband. He don't play the trombone. I need to borrow money to pay this lawyer, Charlie. And hey, I'll be eligible for parole come Valentine's Day. Yeah, uh, he took my pick. <laughs> I've done it again. Yeah, well, um, I don't I don't know what else says the holiday spirit. I just don't. I think that that gets it. I mean, as cold as you can get. If I if I need to point out, uh, mine mine actually had two holidays. Uh, I was, I was going to say that's true. Say, that's true. I'm gonna. You, you were able to to bring that through. All right. Anybody anybody with the thoughts on Nick's pick? No one else has heard the song, so probably not. <laughs> yeah, but if you did hear the song, is there any way that it would be better than the spoken word poetry that Nick Offerman <laughs> just offered you? Probably. Oh, it's, answer, Tom, it's answer, Tom Waits, no. so Tom it was Waits. spoken poetry when he sang it. Yeah. It was it was spoken poetry when he sang it. Fair point. Fair point. You, you got to give props to the to the Tom Waits. I was I was thinking Tom Waits because of the uh, innocent when you when you dream from smoke. 
But that's really <laughs> no, not but a it's, Christmas but, song. But it's it? a we're just it's a holiday lyric. It can it's be any Christmas holiday. Uh, that's true. Even no, Groundhog that's... Day, if you're a real turkey. All right. Well, that was uh, that was a surprising pick. All right. With the fourth pick, <laughs> we are going to our good friend Brandon McCarthy. Brandon, do not let us down. I don't know that i can lay anybody down I, I as much as i love christmas music i don't or want it on because it means christmas here i don't actually care about any of the songs as evidenced by my trans-siberian orchestra love so this was actually kind of a fight i realized i didn't know yes. christmas lyrics or really was unaware of them but i went back i remember really disliking the wonderful christmas time song by paul mccartney and i remember there was something weird so i went and looked at the lyrics and there's the line in there the word is out about the town to lift a glass oh don't look down and what the hell does that mean? Like, why does he throw in a, a warning at the end, but then never addresses it at any point in the rest of that song? Again, I thought this is, I know very little about the Beatles. Is that a thing that the Beatles did? I don't, I'm very confused by it. And so I thought that was just a weird thing to have in a Christmas time, which made it one of my favorites. I have a theory as to why he did that. And my theory would be that that's the worst <laughs> song ever written in any genre. And he spent 11 minutes writing it from beginning to end and never thought never hit the delete key on his keyboard while he was writing it and it sucks in every way a song can suck i think i think that that song is so bad to me it like it undoes revolver to me like a revolver is the quality of revolver is nullified because paul mccartney wrote that song Thank goodness they have other music to fall back on because if uh, they needed all of their albums to to maintain their status as a good band once McCartney wrote and recorded that song. There's that that lyric is actually I think I'm I'm going to tell you Brandon I think it's a good pick because that lyric so gives you the mindset of of what Paul McCartney was thinking when he wrote that song which was I need a rhyme. And I just don't care. I yep. just do doesn't matter. Not care. Doesn't matter. I got. It does it's, not matter. It's like someone said: if you don't write and perform and record a holiday song in the next ten minutes, we'll kill your dog. <laughs> and he and he just like the first thing that came to his head, he just <laughs> shat it out. <laughs> By the way, isn't McCarthy? Isn't McCartney when he wrote that? Uh, somebody's ringing the bell song wasn't that like a gag like didn't he write that like basically said i can write anything and i and it'll become a hit like i think that mccarty had that in him where sounds he sounds plausible like, yeah i'm just gonna write such bad i can it doesn't matter what i write people are just gonna buy it anyway and and yeah that's that's a pretty good example of that all right with our fifth pick uh Alexis, Alexis Gabe with our fifth pick. Alexis, how are you? Wow. Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you back. I know that there's very little left on the board, but you still have a fifth <laughs> pick. <laughs> yeah, as um, I actually cannot believe in all seriousness that this lyric has not been taken yet. I, this was like, a, I had many backups because I thought this would be the first to go. Okay. Hey Charlie, for Christ's sakes! <laughs> no, go ahead. Is it is it OJ? Does it have OJ in it? Is OJ anywhere in the pick? You know what? If the lyric don't fit, the draft must acquit. <laughs> is all I have to say about that. Um, but let me. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Sorry to just totally dominate. Um, again this year. Oh, boy. So here's the lyric. I do feel we didn't mention the fact that I did technically win last year. That's okay. I'm not upset about it. All right, here it is. All right, first lyric. <clears throat> 
Christmas is here. That's it. Wait. That's a perfect holiday lyric. Wait. Well, what more do you need? Christmas Wait. is here? Christmas time is Christmas here. That's time Christmas time is here. That's, here. That's, that's, that's right. That's your lyric. That is my lyric, so yeah. You it's ba- from... You basically spent your year of victory so, just celebrating. So once upon and- a time is all you need. <laughs> no, absolutely. Not, not preparing at all for the next year? Let me... First of all, I you should see the notes I've got left and right. I just don't understand what more you need from a holiday lyric right. than the information contained within this piece of text. <laughs> so, but okay, con- counterpoint, yeah. Alexis. The mm-hmm. subtext, yeah. <laughs> if not the explicit text, of every holiday song is "Christmas time is here." So a yes. lyric that says Christmas time is here doesn't actually provide any new information. We wouldn't be singing any of these songs if Christmas time weren't here. We wouldn't be mm-hmm. singing these songs in July. Yeah. So Absolutely. choosing the lyric Christmas time is here seems a bit redundant would be my Judging them by information, though? <laughs> yeah. it's co- Because how else... Here's the thing, Mike, I really appreciate you bringing up that point because I agree that it's a good one, but I just think that sometimes simplicity is it stands alone. And isn't that what the holidays are all about? But like if the no, li- if, if no, there were simplicity if, is yeah. not what the yeah, holidays I think so. are all about. You know, being with mm-hmm. If there were a lyric about that, being with If there were a lyric that that stated this is a holiday song. <laughs> yes. Then that wouldn't that would be roughly the same amount of information as Christmas time is that's here, right. but you wouldn't. I don't think say that's a great lyric. I also feel like the iconic version of Christmas time is here is an instrumental, is it not? It doesn't even have the word. <laughs> so actually, yes. I, well, here's the thing. Is it, is it, <laughs> it is from a, a Charlie Brown Christmas special. Um, <laughs> But don't worry, this lyric was also contained uh, within the NSYNC Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh, Multiple oh. songs using the so, same lyric yeah. because it stands alone. You know what, and it stands you, the test of time, You know it's a good lyric also. if it appears That's in right. a bunch of different songs. It's, it is, <laughs> it's like, it's like how Alas, Poor Yorick, I Knew Him, Horatio is in like nine plays. That's why it's a, a very That's famous right. yeah. piece of Shakespearean writing. I have yet to hear one argument. As to why this simple, informative, <laughs> elegant, this elegant lyric that communicates everything you need from a holiday song is not a fantastic We've pick. given you like four of them. Did your audio not work <laughs> on the Zoom? I didn't hear them. I, no, I just felt they were point. Points were made. Points were absolutely made. I just stand by it. I stand by it. Alexis, <laughs> look, you, you might have won last year. It's an uphill battle for you this year. I'm not going to sounds lie. like a like championship I, I, hangover, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really is. This is like this is the like really thought about this a lot. This is like the when that year that the 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 Heat's big three started the year like nine and eight or whatever. No, I I, I think this is absolutely like the Cubs winning in two thousand sixteen and then or yeah. spending the rest maybe of the, it's like ninety eight Marlins the next two years. <laughs> there was a fire sale. She had <laughs> she fired her whole staff. Her whole staff has been fired. Okay, I can only assume that these are teams that won yes. and then went on to even greater no, victory. No, that is not what they are. But but it's a good it's a good try. It's All the right, 2022 look. Rams. It's not good. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the 2022 Rams. It's a Stafford. You, Stafford's out see. for the year. Like, have- <laughs> Christmas time is here. Uh, mm, beautiful chef's kiss. All right, Alexis has two more rounds to 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 salvage this. Um. All right. Uh, next up on the board, Mike Desenzo. Deech, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. I, are you, you know, last year you were a little 
tired of <laughs> being being a, a writer for Saturday Night Live. I guess we'll do that. How do you feel this year? You you look you look no you look tired to be honest. Thanks. With you, I am I am tired. I am in a strange office that I just found an empty office around here. So. I'll, <laughs> uh, Mike, I remember last year you described SNL as ritualistic humiliation, which I think is the best two-word description of anything that I've ever heard. Thank you. Yes, I won the describe SNL in the pithiest way possible <laughs> draft that year. <laughs> but I, no, I do love it though, and I, I. But I am very tired. Well, very good. <laughs> All right, it is you. Last year it was sort of like I didn't you like I recall like your picks being things that you like had just seen like in, like literally like like i'll just take a lamp or something like you just now he had a, a cornucopia or whatever yes. what was it that, we did have the it cornucopia. was a cornucopia that was, yeah that was excellent that was an excellent pick was I, I don't know I what remember. kind of preparation you were able to do this year but let's hear it what do you got okay my lyrics are um here we come a wassailing among the leaves so green here we come a wandering so fair to be seen love and joy come to you and to you your wassail too and God bless you and send you a happy new year. And I'll tell you that's a couple reasons why. Okay. One, I'm very, I got very curious about wassailing and what it is. And it is, it sounds delightful. I watched a news article about, I watched a news video about wassailing and it's amazing. Wow. I want to do it. What? What is it? <laughs> Well, a was <laughs> Don't just relax, man. Don't, you're getting a little aggressive. <laughs> it is well, a wassail is like a drink, like a mold cider of sorts, and uh, there's like a bowl of it. And I guess in 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 old times, and some people still do it in in England. Um, you go kind of door to door. It's kind of like caroling, but there's also a version of wassailing. And my second reason is because I really hope Nick Offerman has some thoughts on wassailing. But the other form of wassailing involves uh, going to um, like a forest and uh, banging on trees um, to scare the evil spirits away so that there will be a good harvest next year. And then you put a piece of toast that's been soaked in wassail in between the branches as, as a gift. There's no there's no either or. First, you drink the bowl of beverage. Then you go bang on the trees. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I needed, I wanted some clarity on wassailing, and I knew that this would be the best avenue to do that. This is the second time in my life I have heard the word wassailing. <laughs> the <laughs> first time is I'll be wassailing in the orchard, my English bones by Kate Bush on Oh England, My, uh, my Lionheart. Oh, oh wow. Did you say my English bones? Yes. Howard, you have no idea how many points you just earned with me by quoting a Kate Bush lyric. Uh, you were like, <laughs> this is like my entire focus. Let's just switch over to Kate Bush lyrics, guys. No more questions. We can do that. I, this song, by the way, this is the Christmas song we sang in my sixth grade chorus, I believe. Wow. That is the last time I heard it. And today is the second time. <laughs> what is the song? It's called... Uh, here we come a wassailing or the wassail oh, course, song. And, uh, <laughs> Love and joy come to you and to you your wassail too. Yeah. That's For a real? word? I know this song. 
Yeah, I was in a Madrigal group uh, in high school that was like we dress what? up and like yeah. Of this course is a, it's you a, were. Yes, I was. This is the I, news I needed. Hey, Seven. Well, guess what uh, role I had? That's right, the jester. I wore a full <laughs> jester's costume and I walked around and I made dumb puns in like Middle English and uh, we sang carols and stuff and that was like that. That was like the big hit from the from the catalog of songs that we sang. Wow. I just think wassail is a great word. It needs to be used more often. It needs to be done more often and drank more often. It's. It, I think it's a great pick. I think it's a great pick. Uh, however, can you tell us the name of the song again, please? <laughs> here we come a wassailing. Or, or <laughs> no, no, you said here we come a wassailing. Or, well, some people refer to it as the wassail song, but there's several wassail songs. This is the <laughs> most popular now? one. Yeah. Oh, there's Gloucester- tons of wassail songs. <laughs> the, you know the the Gloucestershire why. Uh, wassail is, is another good one. I just discovered that one yesterday. I'm really going to dive deep into wassailing, and I hope to do it one day. It's going to be sad when we read like uh, Deech's obituary that he died in a forest <laughs> alone, trying to recreate a, a, like a medieval English wassailing ceremony. Try- just like got lost and just died of dehydration. <laughs> Try- trying to get the toast up on the just, tree. And- no, just like nibbling the toast to try to stay alive while he slowly freezes to death in the middle of an English forest. Oh, delightful. Delightful. All right, look, good pick. I think it's a solid pick. All right, with our our next pick is actually uh, belongs to Ellen Adair, who is not with us today. Ellen is in California. Uh, she is at uh, Comic Con, I guess, promoting her next movie. Uh, but she did send in her picks, and her first pick is from the Coventry Carol, and it is this lyric: "The woe is me, poor child, for thee, and ever mourn and say for the parting, neither say nor sing." Bye-bye, Lully Lalay, which she said she loves because, one, to make lasting memories, it's great to remember the massacre of the innocents, and two, because the song slaps in a real 16th century way. (laughs) I don't know what else to say Um, about that. I'll jump in and say that if I uh, am someday at Comic-Con promoting a movie, I hope that you will all treat me with the same disregard I suggest we treat (laughs) This good offering. Johnny and so, Johnny and Fantino just called me and she's banned for life. That's it. She's banned. Wow. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you're out and you and you can't actually do the bribes yourself. You gotta if you're gonna participate in this nonsense, you gotta be here to defend yourself. You can't phone it in. No. You're just you it's not gonna go well. It doesn't matter who it is or what the situation is. You gotta be yeah. here to to stand your ground. All right. Well, she's banned. Okay. Our next pick <laughs> belongs to Molly Knight. Molly Knight in her first draft. Molly, welcome. I feel a lot of pressure right now. I no, nope. I'm so really glad, kidding. Molly, you got to go before Are I you did. Kidding? You've heard, <laughs> I had you've to heard these picks. There's no pressure. I had to really dig deep here, guys. Uh, from a little album released in 1973 by John Denver called Farewell Andromeda. And it's uh, it's called the song is called Please Daddy. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Just last year when I was only seven, now I'm almost eight, as you can see. You came home a quarter past 11 and fell down underneath the Christmas tree. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just just beautiful. Um, I will know that that album was released in, in June 
1973. <laughs> uh, and the the uh, Amazon review, the first review on Amazon of that album is not sure what John was going through at that time. <laughs> But this is one dark LP and sort of refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And he died well, in a This one was legitimately my second oh. choice. And so this and is dispiriting. <laughs> this has been stolen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy. Yes. This is like taking a Josh Allen in the fantasy football draft. And... I would say an incredible debut for Marley. Oh, Would you. you not agree? Just just really a very, very solid debut. This was oh. on my board. This is a that that lyric yes. or, or something from that song. Not quite that lyric, but that was it was on my board. It is a banana song. I don't know if, how many people here have listened to it. It's not on a Christmas album. It was yeah, just, just I didn't realize it was released in June. I think uh yeah, the seventies were wild, man, weren't they? Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. actually, well, I yeah. Molly's off to a Molly's off to an Alexis Gay 2021 like start. Yeah, very much so. Very much yeah. so. Very dominant, wow. right. dominant early performance. And and you know Alexis uh, left the door open. So, um, oh my God. so <laughs> we're one pick in. We are one pick in. <laughs> with the with our next pick, we have another newcomer, Howard Bryant, joining us. Howard, <laughs> welcome. Thank you for having me. And um, I have no idea how to play this game. I was given no real instructions. That's right. Nope. I didn't, None of I didn't us know do, Howard. Be, it's okay. Exactly. Whether I was actually going to be earnest or was going to be ridiculed for having zero Christmas spirit. Didn't really have anything. I'm happy, however, to see uh, Nick Offerman because the last time I saw Nick Offerman, I think, was I was in the green room in Northampton, Massachusetts, and there was this gigantic board of Nick sitting in a chair, not moving wow. for like forever. And then you had like some bourbon or something in your hand. And I, it was like one of the wildest things. Cause then every like 10 minutes you would actually move and everybody <laughs> in the bar was trying to figure out what is happening here. Is this real? And it was amazing. Thank you, uh, Howard. <laughs> That is considered by many to be the pinnacle of my career. Um, it's a it's a Scotch commercial for Lagavulin uh, single malt Scotch, and you can you can find it on YouTube. It's called Yule Log, I believe, and uh, it, it goes on for ten hours. <laughs> Not an exaggeration. It's ten hours of, of no. Of I, we, we're, yeah. we stood in the bar. We were in the bar for like an hour or two, and it was like this thing's still going on, and he's not moving. Is this real? <laughs> it's incredible. I'm inscrutable. Therefore, um, I am going to go um, with the deepest holiday Christmas spirit I had. To be earnest, um, I chose earnest first. Uh, remember uh, that time we swam naked in your father's pool. Boy, was he upset that night, but boy, was it ever cool. That is Prince, Another Lonely Christmas. There you go. Because no matter what the topic, no matter what the season, if Prince is involved somewhere, nudity and sex <laughs> takes over. Because <laughs> when I think Christmas, I think of Prince swimming naked in somebody's pool. Yeah. Sure. Sure. This is a great choice. This is an it's excellent, choice. excellent choice. Uh, that's uh, the two newcomers have really brought it hard. They brought the it. Round. They brought it. They brought it. Yeah. Congratulations, Howard. Excellent first pick. 
Now, uh, Alan Sepinwall. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, by the way, a friend of mine pointed out I was banned last year and I was actually on the podcast more in the past year than in other years when I was not banned. Well, I think the new commissioner is going to have something to say about that. Although, what what is the new commissioner's general thought about Alan Sepinwall? The new commissioner says that when he uh, reviewed the proceedings of the last year, he decided that uh, it was unfair and that Sepp- the ban has been lifted. Sepinwall wow. has free reign on the podcast, which explains his many appearances. And he also asked me to pass along a message to Mr. Sepinwall, which is that uh, his, Gianni Infantino's, business manager's address has changed. It is no longer the address <laughs> in Qatar. It's moving to an address in Bern, Switzerland. Bern, and he should yep. update his files appropriately. Wow. What? what- what do you think he means by that? I don't know. I don't know. But all I all I know is that Seppenwald's back and is about to make a, a choice in the draft. So I love that's more like a Rod, right? Where you you don't get into the Hall of Fame, but you're on the broadcast every single week. <laughs> yeah, you're yep. more involved in the baseball somehow than you were before when you were playing. Huh. This is this is all right. It's a big moment, Alan. What do you got? All right. Okay. Um, people assume I'm not going to do something Christmassy because that is often my thing. I'm going to go very. There are grand old flag. <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, And the terrorists were overzealous, but it was sweet when they killed Ellis. And with a little help from Alan, John McClane kicked ass. That is from Die Hard by Guy's Night, a song about the best Christmas movie of them all, Die Hard. So even even now, even now... In it, you have found a way to bring controversy to your pick because you are you're back you're backdooring your way into the is Die Hard a Christmas movie discourse <laughs> right. by right. choosing a holiday song that's about Die Hard. That you none can't, of us have you ever can't heard, help ever. yourself. You can't help yourself. This is trolling now. You're just trolling all of us. First of all, first of all, this song went viral in the year of our Lord 2007, and I can't believe none of you remember from 15 years ago when this was all over. Whatever social Anybody? media was in 2007, I'm very disappointed. Did things go viral in 2007? Great question. Does that exactly? I don't know, but I, I I will remind you that when we did the holiday characters draft. I did take John McClane with my first round pick, and no one at the time objected to the idea that Die Hard was a Christmas movie. I'm not saying we're, I'm not saying that we're objecting to history, it, Mike. I'm not saying that we're objecting to it. I'm just saying that you live on the edge, man. You're an envelope pusher when it comes to this draft. You'd love to just like habitual get line you, you. You are a habitual line stepper. You are Bill Belichick. You're const- You're saying what's the letter of the law, and how can I go one percent? Pass the letter of the law just for fun, just to get that thrill, that cheap, disgusting thrill that you get <laughs> from pushing and pushing and pushing uh, until everyone rebels against you. I also sense a newfound confidence in Alan now that there's a new commissioner. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a there's a different vibe all of a sudden in the way Alan is making his It's picks. amazing the impunity with which one acts when one sends a quarter of a million dollars to Gianni Infantino's business manager in Bern, Switzerland. That's I what don't, we're really I learning. don't appreciate the implication, Mike. All right. All right, so Alan uh, comes through by delivering a line from a song none of us have ever heard about a movie so he could make the point that it's a Christmas movie. All right, with the final pick in the first round, this is so weird how this always happens. 
Um, Mike Shore. Mike Shore has this the is, last pick. It's just really weird. This is like the sixth time we've done this, and I've had the last pick every time. That's got to be. What are the chances? The odds. I don't. I mean, look. If I didn't trust Pricewaterhouse Coopers fully, uh, <laughs> yeah. I would, I'd have I'd have questions. But I mean, it's obviously true. All right, my first pick is from uh, the song Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Sure. Which, for my money, is the best <laughs> song about wanting to have sex with Santa Claus, I would yes. say. Yes, yes. Um, in the song Santa Baby, Eartha Kitt asks Santa for a number of things. She asks for a car. She asks for a 54 convertible. Sure. She asks for a yacht at one point. And yeah. then in like the middle of the song... She slips in this line, Santa, honey, one little thing I really need, the deed to a platinum mine. (laughs) It's the craziest shit I have ever heard in my life. She's like a car, a yacht, oh, a platinum mine. And then she goes back the other way and she asks for like jewelry and like a blank check or something. It's like it's a genius strategy because she buries the craziest thing in the middle of all of the other asks. You know, so it's like it's not like building, building and building. It's like she slips platinum mine into the middle and then goes backwards to jewelry. It's a fantastic move. I always every and I for years, I never I couldn't make out what she was saying because you don't expect someone in a song, even in a song about where you're asking Santa for stuff. You don't expect anyone to ever ask for the deed to a platinum mine. Has platinum mine ever made it in any song? I don't know. It's got to be the only song in the world that includes the concept of a platinum mine, but certainly asking for the ownership one. Yeah, just fantastic. It's a great it's a great vocal performance and a a great song. But to me, that lyric puts it over the top. It really does make you feel like she had a long term plan. (laughs) No, she had no question. Well, that's what I was just going to say. It's 95 percent Betty Boop and 5 percent Lex Luthor. (laughs) By the way. Are we supposed to just accept that that everybody has the knowledge that that Santa even has a platinum mine? Like like that? What like why? What would he do with a platinum mine? He would give it to Eartha Kitt if she asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's an excellent yeah. pick. Look, it's a t- Mike. In years past, has not really been a serious competitor in this draft. Um, but he came to play this year. He just Mike. He came to play. That's all I got to say. Thanks, buddy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are we are going back to the top, and uh, that means uh, Jason Kander. By the way, Mike, would you like to describe the background that Jason Kander is uh, is in? Uh, he is in a, a virtual background in which he appears to be coming out of a large uh, holiday box. <laughs> is what's happening. It's a pretty good background. You got to give it up. Background. It looks it's it looks a... real. Is it's, he in it's... fact coming out of a giant box? <laughs> is that... It sends it sends a clear message, which is I'm a gift. Yeah. All right. You ruined That's it. That's what I'm trying to get. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess the big question would be, Mike, what if that was in your living room on Christmas morning? 
Candor? Oh, Christ. yeah. You open that up, and there's the red box, and then I, out comes Jason. I have another. Yeah, I have another question. Given the fact that I that's not out of the question. Given the I mean, fact that I choose <laughs> last in every single one of these drafts, why do we not snake this thing? How have we never? No. Why do we not snake it? If no, I'm going to choose last every time, shouldn't I get a second pick? And then we no, go we, backwards, and then why? No. Okay. Look. First of all, the Price Waterhouse Coopers peoples won't stand for it. I've talked to them about it. They won't stand for it. That's first of all. They run this thing. Can't control it. Secondly, we're not going to go like three hours between somebody getting a pick. I mean, we're, we're going. This is it. Back to the top. Jason Kander, you have the second pick. All right. Well, uh, with my second pick, it is my intention to bring to your listeners the knowledge of a not particularly well-known artist, uh, but one that I think they should know very well. Now, uh, the the selection that I'm going to offer is not his best work, but it's 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 some very good work. And I hope that what, what people do is they, they go and they find this song and then they get exposed to the rest of the catalog. So I will read you uh, the lyric, which is carve the turkey, turn the ball game on, mix Bloody Marys because we all want one, send somebody to the stop and go. We need some celery and a can of fake snow, a bag of lemons and some diet Sprite, a box of Midol, some Salem lights. Hallelujah. Everybody say cheese. Merry Christmas from the family. Uh, Anybody? No? Nobody? That would be Merry Christmas from the Family by Robert Earl Keane, who is my favorite uh, artist of all time. And I just thought I would just drop this knowledge on your listeners right here. This isn't another one of your relatives. (laughs) Not one of my relatives. Not one of my relatives. You should check out. You should check out Tom Waits. <laughs> Tom Waits. Tom Waits is also good. Wait, also hold good. on a second. He has He's a similar sort of vocal uh, range to to Robert Rokin, which is limited. He why does he want celery? Yeah, that's weird. For the for the Bloody Mary, did you? Oh, yeah, okay, it, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Sorry. Did you say withdrawn? A box withdrawn. Of my doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just to it's, go back. What I love about this song is it's just like hey. You know, it's just another day. We got the family here. People have needs. We're trying to hang just out. Just another day, having some Bloody Marys, yeah, it's, opening presents, have the getting our periods. <laughs> just like classic. That's right. The opening Christmas. words to the song, to give you an idea, are, mom got drunk and dad got drunk at our Christmas party. And it's actually a lovely song. My dad plays it Hanging every out with John year. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 70s are wild. Yeah, I... I I'm not getting past the box of my doll. That's the weird. Well, y'all got see. Twist. You got to go listen to it. It's Robert O'Keefe. Will it, oh, if I listen to stuff, it, it'll man. make more sense. No, you'll just your life will be enriched. All right, Candor's right. draft. Candor's draft so far is the trajectory of Admiral Stockdale in that vice presidential debate, <laughs> where he started <laughs> off and was like, "Who am I? Why did I get here?" And everyone was like, "Oh my god, this guy's hilarious and great." And then he opened his mouth a second time, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this isn't going to work." See, I would I would argue that it's you're right in the first part, but it's like if then Stockdale pivoted right into a public service announcement that afterward everybody was like, "You know, I'm really glad he said that." Hmm. That's what I think happened here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is time for Linda Holmes' second pick. Linda, that'll be a tough act to follow. It will. It will. Uh, interestingly enough, there's sort of a spiritual connection between jason's selection and my selection um so my second pick is a on with the boots back out in the snow to the only all-night grocery when what my wondering eyes should appear in the line it's that guy i've been chasing all year which is from of course christmas wrapping by the waitresses 
the brilliant Christmas uh, song written by Chris Butler, which comes from the time when New Wave was doing a lot of, um, you know, calm talking, uh, yeah. which they associated with rapping, which is the pun of Christmas rapping. Uh, it's a really really fun song that every single year I'm happy the first time I hear it. It is about a, a single woman who decides to blow off the holidays and then finally is able to connect with her crush because they run into each other at the store. She could be buying a box of my doll. That could be <laughs> happening. Um, and uh, and I just love it because it's warm and wonderful and, and it makes me happy every year. And the lyrics are fun and uh, and and sort of uh, whimsical in that way because she does not like Christmas so it comes from sort of finding all of Christmas rather tiresome until she runs into this dude at the store I think it's I a love good that pick. song I think it's a good pick wait I, 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 I mean, any... this is just a complete double standard I mean this is a good pick and mine they're, they're, <laughs> they, they have a spiritual connection she said so and mine yeah, is met yeah, with crickets they are, they are spiritually connected except hers is a good song and yours is not so I would like to say I think Linda's pick was outstanding but are so you, was are my, you hoping is my, for Linda return that favor? Is that what you're no, saying? I'll just stop. I'll stop. Here. I'll wait for my turn. Now listen, Jason's <laughs> got a point here. Okay, he's got a point. But I think what he's missing is that we like Linda more than him, <laughs> and so that's why we tend to be more positive yeah. towards her picks. Right than his now, picks. you do. <laughs> oh, there we go. I've All had right, things that... go horribly wrong for me in this situation. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get cute. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next pick is uh, Nick Offerman's pick. Nick? All right. Thank you. I, I have to just quickly say uh, I can't stop thinking about Molly's first pick um, <laughs> because th th this couplet uh, has me troubled. Just last year when I was only seven and now I'm almost eight, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on this arithmetic. Does it check out? Remember, you think? Did you crunch the numbers? <laughs> well, it was written in June, so it's year, actually only been six months. I mean, anyway. Um, I mean, I think that, that that makes it a hell of a pick because I can't stop thinking about it. My second pick, and I can't believe it's still on the board, is uh, from the Pogues featuring Kirsty McCall. Sure. Fairy tale of New York, and the lyric goes like this. You're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut on junk, lying there almost dead on a drip in that bed. You scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy F-word. Happy Christmas, your arse. I pray God it's our last. The boys of the NYPD choir still singing Galway Bay. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. Oh, God bless you, Nick. I think Offerman. the game's over. This was right? gonna. This was gonna get picked. This is probably. It's probably a steal in the second round. But this was oh, always. This was gonna get picked. No question. Not only probably a steal, an absolute steal. And I got to tell you, biggest shock in the entire world to me of this draft. The 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 clear biggest shock is that Mike Desenzo did not take that with the first round because that is like his literal favorite song. It is. Yeah. I, I had I had the I had other lyrics from that song on my on my board. I okay. I am I I I I I didn't have the one with the problematic word in it, but I <laughs> applaud you for just, just doing it. I mean that's amazing. 
<laughs> I think we were all getting it. We all got a little worried that he was going to say the word, didn't we? We all like there was a little bit of tension there. No, no, no. Full, full faith and confidence in our guy Nick. I would also add, by the way, if if no, one, I'm sure you've all watched this, but if anyone out there listening who hasn't watched the video for that song, it's a real oh. treat. The the yes. vi- because. Uh, well, I'm not even going to say anything. Just watch the video. It, it's not like it's it's not like pyrotechnically interesting. It's just the two of them fighting and screaming at each other. And it's it's. I find it oddly captivating. I watch it every Christmas time. I watch that yes. video at least once. It's so weird. What's the song? Sorry, it's called Fairy Tale of New York. It's Shane McGowan of ah. the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. I'm literally writing you'll, it down you'll, because everyone's You'll be able to, they'll probably link to it when they announce the uh, the medal winners of this year's event. <laughs> yeah, so you can find it in the uh, you can find it in the animated uh, children's special Christmas time with Nick Offer. <laughs> Christmas time is here. <laughs> All right. It's look, it's it is to me, it's the best pick of the draft so far. But there we go. But, but we're we're this far in. All right, time for Brandon's pick. Brandon. Um, the lyric I'm going to go with, and it's going to be a little shocking. I was I was worried that Molly might snap this up, so I had to take this a little earlier than I wanted. But it's um, he won't be yelling out, ho, 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 but he'll be screaming out, no, no, no. He's lying sick in bed. Call a doctor instead. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Uh, it's uh, Yeah. It was on my list, Brandon. A, Thanks. And, uh, we're all aware of it, <laughs> I think, but it's – as we sing it with our families, but it's from the Christmas song Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year by Tiny Tim, which is the most insane thing you could possibly find. And I've looked and tried to research it and figure out why he wrote this song. Was this some political statement? Was it in conjunction? There is no reason. I think it was just a guy who wrote a song about Santa Claus having AIDS. And it blows my mind that this exists. And I think Molly was going to steal it. So I wanted to make sure she got that in. It was... It was in the top five. It was, I've written, I have a little notebook. It was listed. Thank Brandon, you, Brandon. Do you hate I love, Christmas? I love Christmas more. <laughs> Christmas should start on July 5th to me. We should put up all our decorations, put our songs, but I don't actually care. I think I see it similar to how you see Thanksgiving food. I like a lot of the regalia around it. Mm. I just don't like the, the actual stuff when I drill down into it. I don't think Mike likes anything about Thanksgiving. Like literally nothing about Thanksgiving. Correct. Uh, yeah. But this this feels aggressive, Brandon. I'm not going to lie. This feels like you're you chose you chose well, the song that's the worst uh, by far. Not only the worst holiday song, but the worst song ever written. And then the second time, <laughs> you chose a song about the the icon of Christmas time slowly dying of a, a terrible disease. This it, I, I don't it, I don't know. It feels aggressive. I, I don't know that anybody's going to be listening to this draft, Mike, and thinking to themselves. This is a group that loves Christmas right here. This is, this, <laughs> this is a cheery, this, cheery bunch. <laughs> what a cheery I can't remember a Nick bunch. song People actually are like had listening. a reference to like Pimp Spit, but there was something in there. I think we've we've gone off the rails here, and I'm perfectly in theme. Remember when remember when remember when OJ Simpson sounded like a shocking thing <laughs> to be in a lyric <laughs> Yeah, like you know what hasn't been chosen so far? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, let's go to Alexis. Alexis, you have your next pick, and, and we're all anxiously <laughs> awaiting uh, how you're going to follow up your first pick. Well, well, well. If we aren't back here again, 
Let me say that uh, after that last pick, especially, don't you think we could all use a little Christmas cheer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want From someone listen, who apparently. <laughs> I want your pick no, no, so no, no. badly. So badly. I want your pick to be John Lennon yep. singing. And so this is Christmas. So badly. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you $1,000 if you make that your second pick. I have. News for you. <laughs> no. Uh, it is, uh, wow. Let me, let me tell you all something that I've learned about myself, which is that I am one of, I must be the most sheltered Christmas song listener of all time because I have been jaw on the floor at every single one of these picks so far. Okay. I did think we peaked at OJ and then somehow we we kept going oh, yeah. um i'm over here jingling all the way down santa claus lane and we're talking about santa claus dying of an autoimmune disease so i'm just saying things are i'm learning today today's an educational yeah. day for nick me. offman brought my smack second to the pick. party <laughs> that's true that is also true this is a very <clears throat> i uh well we're just gonna go for it the lyric is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Nice. Fencing <laughs> <laughs> oh, a theme. Thank you. It is yeah, the 98 well, Marlins. <laughs> but once again, I can only assume that means they won and then they just kept on winning, baby. Kept on going. Alexis's I, theme um, is is Alexis is like a GPS. She's just giving you information. <laughs> To, I would about, like for you to have the information. Yeah, about where That's you right. are and what's happening. Where you are, what time of year it is. Um, nobody's parents are drunk. Uh, nobody's on their period. Um, nobody's dying. <laughs> so I, I don't understand how my picks are not absolutely skyrocketing to the top of the okay, list. Okay, see, here's here's the thing. If you ever watch the the classic fight between Muhammad Ali and and George Foreman, you know Ali plays the rope a dope the the entire fight. And the announcer clearly has no idea what he's doing until the eighth round when mm. literally Foreman's out on his feet. And that's when he's like, oh, maybe he's luring him in. I think Alexis is luring you all in. That I think all of coming. you are going with cynical, horrid picks. And mm. then when we put this to the, to the listeners, they're all going to be like, they're sweet Alexis with these beautiful, <laughs> sweet little. I picked a fa-la-la in a rom-com. <laughs> I'm innocent. I want to say this though. It, here, here's where I think Alexis has gone wrong with her GPS navigation system. <laughs> I think that to really pull this off, the order should have been: it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes. Then Christmas time is here, and then yes. the last one will be a song about how it was just Christmas a second ago. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you how this might play to the public. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Alexis is not worried about how it plays in the room. Alexis yeah. is always thinking big. <laughs> She's looking out at the public. How will the public respond? Just saying. Dangerous. All right. I guess we'll see. All I have to say is I guess we'll see. All right. With the uh, <laughs> with his second pick, let's go to Mike Desenzo. Okay. Well, um, I you know on my board I had Fairy Tale of New York lyrics. I also had Christmas wrapping lyrics on on my board as well. Wow. And even even though you. Even well, they were different lyrics, so I could technically still do them. Yes, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and do another one of my favorite Christmas songs. This is this. The lyrics are "Father Christmas, give us some money. We got no time for your silly toys. We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over. 
give all the toys to the little rich boys. And that's, of course, Father Christmas by the Kinks. I just think it's a great song. I think it's just perfectly, you know, Ray Davies and the Kinks, like doing a Christmas song and keeping like their integrity. But it's still a great festive song to listen to. But the lyrics are brilliant. That song rules. That song's great. That was on my board. Uh, different lyrics, yes. but that was on my board. That and like, the only problem I have with that is I don't think that I feel like that's subpar Ray Davies lyric writing. I don't even know if he wrote the lyrics, but I, I feel like the lyrics are like a tiny bit. They're not quite as sharp and funny as Kink songs sometimes are, and I, and it bums me out a little bit because I feel like the the actual song is great, but I I don't I can't quite get totally behind. The lyric. I don't think they're as quite as sharp as they should be. I would say for a Christmas song, and then I'm just putting myself in whenever that was. I guess I'm guessing late '60s or seven, early '70s. But it was probably like one of the first Christmas songs that kind of just took a stand against, like you know, sort of the commercialism and 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 you know, class stuff. Like it's just pure kinks. And I I agree, it's not the most brilliant lyrics, but I do think it's. I think it's a perfect like, hey Kinks, you have to write a Christmas song. I think they, I think they nailed it. Delightful. I think uh, Alexis and Linda both uh, very happy to have a song where somebody's asking Santa for money, uh, as as they continue their pathway to the innocent uh, victory. <laughs> All right, it's Ellen's pick. Do I even want to read Ellen's pick, or does Ellen? She's Ellen banned. Already been, she's banned. She, she's, so she's banned. Out. I think she's out. <laughs> Poor, poor Ellen. <laughs> poor Ellen. All right, but I will say, even though she is out, you cannot take the the lyrics from Mrs. Fogarty's Christmas cake. I'm sorry. She she is she has that. It's hers. Uh, She's double banned now. She's two year banned. And plus, she got Trey Turner. By the way, yeah. And she got triple Trey banned. Turner. Triple yeah. banned. <laughs> All right, Molly, it's time for your second pick. All right. Well, guys, we need to address the elephant in the room, which is the creepiest Christmas lyric of all time. And it does not come from the uh, uh, date rape song uh, about uh, it being cold outside. Um, it actually comes from Santa Claus is coming to town. And it goes no. like this. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Okay, here's my problem with this lyric. Why is Santa Claus like in your room? Like <laughs> at the foot of your bed? Like like lurking over small children? This is not the vibe we want. It's very much like when Sting had to come out and say, stop playing every breath you take this as the first wedding song. Right, right. Because it's about a stalker. Yeah. So Santa Claus is a, is a stalker and he wears red and we should arrest him. I have two how. things to say about this. Yeah. Um, I've always wondered if the if the idea is that Santa Claus is is keeping tabs on kids and evaluating them as mm -hmm. to what whether they are good or bad. Why does he need to watch you when you're sleeping at all? Doesn't you can't do that. anything bad when <laughs> you're sleeping. Really weird. Too creepy. The second Why thing is our own Linda Holmes wrote a, an excellent feminist rebuttal of the idea that the date rape song is in fact 
uh, creepy. Wait, 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 I didn't write, write it. it. I just linked oh, I thought you, it. I thought you wrote I just it. Linked it. Oh, yes. well, no, summer, I didn't link it, but I agree with it. Whose piece, who's piece is that? We should properly credit it then. I thought it was uh, uh, the the writer's name is Persephone, and um, I do not remember the name of the site, but you can find it by googling Persephone. Baby, it's cold outside. And the argument, I as, just, I, as I understand it, is it's a it. We should be celebrating for the time that the song was written. We should be celebrating the idea that this woman has agency. Uh, because the 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 problem with the uh, the problem with the old argument is that it's suggesting that this is just a man tricking a woman into uh, into staying in his house when uh, she doesn't want to stay. But the, what was going on was that women of the era weren't allowed to enjoy themselves in any capacity. They weren't supposed to drink. They weren't supposed to have sex with men when they weren't married. And that the reading of this particular song from this uh, person's perspective was that this is actually a good thing that she is engaging in the flirtation and the kind of like that she it, we should be celebrating that she's uh, allowed to be in the situation and not reading it only as a creepy dude like getting his tentacles into her. Right? It's it's collusion. That's the idea. Collusion. The idea is that it's not a song of coercion. It's a song of collusion because the woman isn't allowed to say yes. So this is her and the boyfriend sort of formulating right. the story of what they're going to say about right. why she slept over. Right. And there are you can read the piece. Um, yes. Alan, Alan Sepinwall points out it is the publication is named yes. Persephone and the yes. author is E. Sleigh Bell. Right. They're, they're, the two of them are working out excuses that she can give to her parents. It's, it was too cold. There were no calves, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's an interesting not, idea. I don't know. I'm not fully buying it. Though. Uh, yeah. So the author is under a pen name, yes? Yes. Yeah, I'm not commenting on this one at all because that person wouldn't even put their name on this take. So mm. <laughs> well, I will put my name on fully endorsing this take, so you can take it out. It's, with- a, it's worth reading. I love it's a, the no, take. it's it a, it, I I have been railing against that song for a very long time. And I, I have to say that when Linda linked this piece, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to read this. I am yeah, an I open-minded agree. person, unlike my friend Jason Cantor. I'm going to oh, allow I'm for very, new information to change my I'm opinion. I'm very open-minded. I'm just aware that the stakes here might be more than a podcast ban. There, there's cancellation at stake in such a, <laughs> in such weighing in on such a take. So I'm just going to back out into my little gift box and just... <laughs> You look like when uh, Ezekiel Elliott jumps into the bell, you know, after he scores the touchdown, the Salvation Army bell. <laughs> Especially high, with your with your high injury. praise, thank you. Especially with your arm injury, yes. <laughs> your sports injury. Wait, Howard had a thank point you. to make. I, thought. Well, I was just going to say that when Joe sent over the instructions in the email, the invitation to be part of this, he said that you had to have a few on your board because someone is going to take one of them, and I thought that made sense, and then. Over the first two rounds of this, I was like, there are so many songs out here. There's no possible way that anyone's going to overlap. And then not only did Molly Knight take mine, you know, my second round pick or second round suggestion, but even used Sting and the police as justification. It's it's like you're you're on the page here. And I have implicit threats. He's already made a list. He's checked it twice. He's, he's determined to find out who's naughty or nice. I know. He's I had no idea you. we were so aligned lyrically, Howard. You're, it's, again, it's, you're, you're coming up with Kate Bush it, lyrics on the end. Like, this is the whole thing. It's, it's a mind meld. I, you know. It's impressive. It's impressive. Now we got to go back to whoever else is on the board. 
Yeah, it's, it's time. You're, it's right. your pick, Howard. It's your pick. So you've got Is it to, my pick? You've got yeah. to slip away and find uh, find your next pick. Um, let's go then with um. I made cookies for Nikki like you used to do, but I got so damn sad that I ate one or two or them all. That is Ain't Christmas by Alexander 23 and Laffy. And um, that's just a really, really depressing, fun Christmas song for me. <laughs> um, it made me laugh and I was like, there's something wrong with you laughing about this because this is a really, you know, because the holidays are difficult for a lot of people. And it felt like I felt like the 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 CIA agent in uh, North by Northwest when he said, is, it's also sad. Why do I feel like laughing? I was laughing the whole time. So um, and also how many people actually call St. Nick Nicky? That's great. That's, that's great. That's where it, that's where it pulls into the lead for me. Yeah. Nicky. Nicky. I mean, that's a nickname on top of the nickname. <laughs> I'm telling you. Two rookies really brought it this year. I mean, this is this is impressive rookie work. This is basically like a bunch of um, a bunch of seniors strolled into uh, into uh, college football like summer mini camp and were super confident and like you know goofing around. And then some freshmen have come in <laughs> and we're like, oh, we we're playing for our jobs here. That's what's yeah. happening. Oh, like yeah. we're about to get some. We're about. Uh, we're about to sit on the bench and watch a bunch of freshmen run this team. Exactly. It's right. Frankly, it's embarrassing. Absurd. It's embarrassing yeah, for it's all of Molly, us. Molly walks into camp with a shirt that says "Ain't No Red Shirt." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alan Seppenwall, it is your pick. All right, uh, I think this is a very appropriate pick for this podcast in particular. Um, you got a beat up glove, a homemade bat, and a brand new pair of shoes. Oh my! You know, god. I think it's time to give this game a ride. <laughs> oh this, my course. god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what is I, I'm. What's I, this is the worst thing you have ever done by a factor of fifty. This is the coolest thing anyone's ever okay, done. Okay, you can't hear out. Quiet. Uh, that um. All right, look. Uh, so will you, what does the commissioner have to say? Please, please <laughs> go, somebody has to save it. I just tried to call Alan, it. The, the, the line is dead. The line is dead. He's he, he's he's taken our money and run off. He he doesn't. He knows this is too hot to handle, even for him. Oh no! I'm so mad. I don't understand what the problem is. What is your I'm objection, Mike? I'm so mad. I've got, I, didn't I think have of several. I have several problems with this. What is the holiday again? Opening day of baseball. That's day. not a holiday. That is not a holiday. And that song is also not about the opening day of baseball at all. That has nothing. That's even true. if that is a holiday, that's not, the song isn't called Opening Day. It's just a song about baseball. And the second problem I have with it is, you know. God damn it. You know what you're doing. You know how infuriating this is. You know how angry we're going to be. You know how how ruthlessly we have to come down on you now. You're putting us you're putting us in a terrible position because terrible. we have to legitimately ban you now. You have to be this, it was a joke before. Ha ha ha. Seppenwall's banned. This is an actual ban is going to come oh, yeah. down for this. Oh, you're yeah, not gonna. Yeah. You're you, not gonna be invited on this podcast for a year, and you knew that was gonna happen. This is outrageous. Well, well outrageous. To, to be fair, I have a book coming out next year, and I need the extra time. Oh no, no, on. you're not promoting your book on here. No, you've got to be kidding me. 
I am so, I've never been this angry at anyone in my life. Not my children, not my worst enemies in, in history have never been this angry. That is not a holiday song, and you know it's not a holiday song. You chose it so that you could get me into this exact state that I'm in right oh, that's now. Right. That's right. It was specifically chosen. Nick Offerman, what do you have to say about this? I can only shake my head as I slowly unfold my knife. <laughs> play it about my my face and neck. It's not a holiday, Alan. Wow. It's a day. Okay, it's we're on a baseball day. podcast. If no, 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 like no, no. I mean, don't even, don't even try. Guys. Don't even so try. What are we even doing here? Don't even try. Wow. You know, you know, you know that it's not a holiday song. You know that the song isn't even about the day that isn't a holiday. That you isn't know, a holiday. This is this is out. Oh, this is absurd. This is you're making a mockery of what is supposed to be a very serious. <laughs> Yes. thing that we're doing here um, mike, mike i would counter that my family were doing a parks rewatch right now you invented a million holidays on that show why can opening day not be a holiday uh, mike didn't invent opening day <laughs> haven't i heard you advocate for making well, opening day a holiday mike because oh, it isn't oh. one jason <laughs> yes it isn't one and that's why this doesn't make any sense and again, it, it the song isn't a- about opening day. <laughs> the song is not about opening day. It's irrelevant whether opening day is a holiday. All right. Alan, my admiration yes, for you I has never some, been great. Thank you, Jason. Some, as, a, as a rookie, I'm going to need some rule clarification here. Yes, please. I was under the assumption that we had to pick songs that celebrated the holidays that occur in the months of <laughs> December and <laughs> January. <laughs> Okay, so so the context that you're missing here is yes. that the habitual line stepper, <laughs> Alan Steppenwall, is known yes. for coming on these drafts and okay. taking what whatever we said, like it's like holiday. It, we, the first time sure. that I remember was holiday movies, and he chose, which is very clearly intended no, to be character. Oh, holiday characters, holiday characters, very yes. obviously <laughs> intended to be. D- November, December <laughs> holiday movies or TV shows or whatever, sure. and he chose. He chose Phil from Groundhog Day, right? Wasn't that the choice? Oh, yeah. yeah, Phil, Phil Connors. Day, he Phil said Connors. Day, and we were, and it was like, movie. oh god damn it! Like you know what we're doing here. You know that the ground. Yes, yeah, so technically that's a holiday. He's Bill Belichick. He is reading the 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 letter of the law and then figuring out where he can like subvert it and still yeah, technically he, get away with yeah, it. Yeah, he sounds like uh, like Snot Boogie from the uh, opening scene of The Wire. Well, why do you let him in the game if you know he's going to steal? It's America, man. Yes. Okay, but the the other the other piece that you might be missing is uh, we have uh, it, it is an official position of the podcast. That center field is one of the worst songs that's that gonna ever say, been written. That's the reason why. That is the reason why uh, opening day is not actually a holiday because the only baseball song people know is awful. Yes, like, we got some better. We can get Thank some you, better ba- baseball carols. You know, no, this is this is true. I I actually want Brandon MacArthur to speak up on this. I believe Brandon. You retired from baseball because of that song. That's exactly why. That song is absolute <laughs> an abomination. The PTSD that he's even mentioned it in this setting where we're supposed to be talking about a Christmas song and maybe autoimmune diseases. This is a disgusting breach of protocol. <laughs> and has it actually turned into an earworm now too? Yeah. Yo, we're all singing it in our heads <laughs> no, now. That's it. the other oh, yeah. problem. 
Yeah, that's that was the evil genius. But I think that's right. That's why he did it. Brandon thought this was a safe space. Brandon thought I could come on here. We're going to talk holiday music. No chance I'm going to be brought back to the terror and horrifying nightmare that is the song center field. Listen, no chance. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Brandon played something from Wonderful Christmas Time. Like, come on. (laughs) No, listen. This is this is an important distinction that needs to be made once again. The distinction here is that Seppenwall, <laughs> as the habitual line stepper, is constantly pushing the pushing the boundaries of what counts in the drafts that we do. But in this oh, case, Hoffman's raising his hand. It's hilarious. But in this case, he has chosen a song that isn't a holiday song about a holiday that doesn't exist. It's two right. degrees away from what we're doing. That's, Nick Offerman, do you have something to say? Uh, yeah, do you guys think my hand looks swollen? <laughs> I, do, I do have something to say, and what I have to say is this. Alan, we'll see your ass in 2028. That's goddamn right. That is goddamn right. It might be a five-year ban. It might honestly be a five-year ban. We have to work this out. Off, we'll... we'll Joe and I need to get together after this is over and work out exactly what's going to well, happen. Well, we'll talk to the commissioner. I mean, you know, we can never get him on the phone. Linda, you have a thought? Yeah, I just want to add for for Alan, I'm horrified by everything that you're doing. I'm deeply against it. And I just want to note for the record that the uh, pop band, the House Martins, has a song called Flag Day. And I think you should file it away. There you go. I, wait, wait, I, there's a song about Arbor Day that I thought about. I think by Ten Thousand oh, Maniacs, just, but I just, didn't play it. Oh, Flag Day. Right, and look, look, you're, look, Brent, look, Alan, you're an evil genius. I'm, I'm not gonna. You're an evil genius, but it's it. Crime doesn't pay. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Mike, it's time for your pick. We'll we'll come back to how to deal with this Alan Seppenwall thing later. I'm I'm so angry. I don't know if I can. I honestly don't know if I can continue. Mike, really Mike, you should know that this. "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" is on the board. <laughs> I mean, it's about ball. a famous holiday, the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Might as well earn that band. All right, I was legitimately. I'm going to try to get this back on track. I was. I'm legitimately surprised that that nothing from Christmas and Hollis has been taken so far. Yeah. Um, my favorite my favorite lyric from Christmas and Hollis is the following. Rhyme so loud and proud you hear it. It's Christmas time and we got the spirit. Jack Frost chillin', the hawk is out, and that's what Christmas is all about. It's my favorite part of the song. Um I that was my that was the first song I remember hearing as a kid that was like a Christmas song, but that was also cool. Yeah. And the reason I chose this lyric is because for the part of that lyric that says the hawk is out. I never knew what the hawk is out meant. And then when I was in high school, uh, a kid moved to our uh, town from Chicago and we were listening to that song. And he said, did he just say the hawk is out? And I was like, I think so. I don't really know, but I think so. And he was like, oh, I've never, that's cool. I've never heard that anywhere before. And I was like, what does it mean? And it turns out that the hawk is out at least uh, uh, partly is a Chicago thing. It's the it's a people in Chicago when it's really cold and the wind is blowing off Lake Michigan. It's they say the hawk is out. I think and now I've looked it up. It comes from like early part of the 20th century. It's like a jazz term uh, and a and uh, a like a, just a general like Chicago area I believe term for just freezing freezing cold. Like when it's really really cold, the way that you say it is the hawk is out or the hawk is here or the hawk has come or whatever. 
And so I just, I remember that being like, I, this is the first time I think I knew a piece of like lingo that was like cool and specific and interesting. Now, obviously Run DMC is not from Chicago, so I don't know where they got it from. But that was like a, a, a special moment in my life when I, when I like deciphered a lyric accidentally that I hadn't known before. And also it's just a cool, that's the coolest way you can say it's really cold, right? <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside is information. The hawk is out is so yeah. much cooler than saying it's really cold outside. That's my choice. Delightful, delightful pick. I, I, again, Mike is, Mike's a threat this year. Mike's a, Mike's a real threat. Yep. Excellent pick. All right. One more round. Let's go to the top. Um, you know, I, I almost wonder if, uh, if, uh, what, what Alan did is so egregious that we also skip Jason Kander's next pick. I don't know. I mean, like it feels, it feels to me like, like, like the punishment should spread to, to, to anybody who, who well, he's guilty by association because exactly. the whole reason exactly. we're in this fix is because Kander has stuck up for that song. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, we're keeping you. We're keeping you, Jason. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, I would like to say before I make my pick that the Wassailing song, whatever that thing from the 16th century that Ellen picked was, and Deck the Halls, and a couple others are all public domain. So you could play them. Mute him. Somebody mute him. Somebody mute him. Joe, you're mute him. (laughs) Uh, Joe didn't know how to mute me. All right. Anyway, so you don't have a producer. I just muted him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Look, look, you can't. Coming after me after encouraging Alan to do that. All right, fine. I'm unmuting you. Here's your pick. I was putting sorry into the chat. My bad. Okay. Um, Well, all right. Well, I've made my piece on that. Uh, Here's what I would say. Um, I've read The Room. I was going to go with another lyric from Merry Christmas from the Family by Robert O'Keefe. But I've read The Room. And I I think I understand what you all like. And I'm going to go with O.J. Simpson, still not a Jew. But guess who is the guy who does the voice for Scooby-Doo, which is from... The Hanukkah song, part two. Wow. The much the much lesser known Hanukkah song. I love it. You love it? Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Oh, I love just the absolute weirdness of this pick. Oh, my Those are solid That's songs, the hangover man. two of picks. You just did it. Yes, you already <laughs> chose the first one. Well, this is the lesser known version, second one that nobody ever hears. That's very Look, odd. There's not a lot of good songs for Jews. It's literally the opening to both <laughs> you, songs. You just there are not a gonna, lot of songs you for You were us. not going to go with the dreidel song. You just weren't going to do it. I, I, I don't like the dreidel song, and I couldn't figure out. I'm not Alan Steppenwall. I'm not an artist, and this is not my canvas. I couldn't figure out how to make a modest Yahoo song work. So I was just out of ideas. It there seems is, like there's a big market. Like, look at how rich Mariah Carey's gotten off her Christmas song. It seems like there's a market for somebody to write like a banger a of a Hanukkah song, like right now. You know, I agree. Or or a Thanksgiving song or whatever, or a Fourth of July. There are song like no Thanksgiving songs. You're right. Like, I was looking that up. What are we What are we doing here? Why are why, we all why writing? Are you looking that up. Why aren't we writing? I wanted... It's a lot of writers in this room. Why aren't we trying to write that song? To You're not familiar to... with Gobble Gobble Turkey? No. No, it's not a real <laughs> song. <laughs> See, I would have bought that, yeah. 
All right, Linda, it is time for your third and final pick. I I have been shocked by this draft, I will tell you, frankly shocked. I expected this to be a warm uh, <laughs> holiday experience. Uh, it is not that at all. You are all very, very dark-minded people, and uh, and uh, I, I'm a little I'm a little hurt, but it's okay. But in honor of that, uh, I I had a couple things that were on my board for my my last pick, a couple of uh, a couple of classic things, and and also for my for my choir kids, I was going to go with all we like sheep. Uh, which is a good one for the choir kids who sing who are singing the Messiah at this time of year. Sure. Uh, high school kids love to sing all we like sheep, by the way. Uh, but instead I decided to go extremely earnest because so few people have gone extremely earnest in this draft that I feel like the balance is needed. So yes. I decided to go with my actual favorite, genuinely sincere Christmas song, which is the friendly beasts. And uh, which is all about how it's about the nativity and how all the different animals were doing different things to contribute to the comfort uh, and well-being of this baby and parents uh, who were in this, you know, <laughs> out in the stable. Um, and there is a verse that says, uh, I said the dove from the rafters high, I cooed him to sleep that he would not cry. We cooed him to sleep, my mate and I. And I will tell you right now, depending on how deeply I am in my Christmas feelings, uh, if I come across this song at the wrong time during the Christmas season, I can burst verily into tears. Um, so I decided to choose an actual extremely sincere expression of my actual impression of the holiday spirit, uh, the friendly beasts, rather than uh, you know, we already had the uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I was going to go with uh, mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again, which is my favorite. Uh, it's Christmas time. Don't you just hate your kids? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I decided not to go with that because this draft has enough of that. So uh, singing doves, I went with. That's my pick. You know what that pick is, Linda? That pick is the diametrical opposite of center field. <laughs> That is negative one over the concept of the song Centerfield. It is a it's a delightful pick, and I am so glad that you have brought a little a little non-cynical joy. A little much needed sanity and kindness. That's and right. Kindness. Levity and delight. Yes. That's that's that's, yes. that's my brand. That's my brand. And did listen. John Fogarty ever cover it? <laughs> Alan, <laughs> no, but uh, Sufjan Stevens did, interestingly Can enough. it be there's sung a, during the all-star break? <laughs> it can't be. And I will say Alan Suppenwall is my my dear, dear friend, one of the people who has helped me get through the, the miseries of the last few years, uh, but a terrible, terrible picker in things like this. So, oh. And I will say that Alan Suppenwall used to be my friend. <laughs> That's reasonable. Until today. Today Until ended today. our friendship. Forever. It is now over. It is now done. All right, Nick Offerman, it is time for your third and final pick. Thank you. Uh, and I can I just say that it's an honor to be here uh, participating. Um, when, when the category was first announced. <laughs> Why are you saying that now at the beginning of round three? <laughs> when the category was first announced, the, my gut, the first thing, and I, and I blame Seppenwall for this, my gut said holiday lyrics. I was working in my lab late one night. <laughs> I, 
I mean, so my first gut was the opening verse of a monster mash, but I was able to recognize the devil on my shoulder and say, not today, Satan. <laughs> and so my, my gut told me this, this was my second gut. Uh, the first the thing that came into me, it is my legitimate favorite uh, holiday lyric. Mary nodded. Pum 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 pum, the ox and lamb kept time. Pum 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 pum, I played my drum for him. Pum 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 pum, I played my best for him. Pum 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 pum, rum pum pum pum, rum pum pum pum. Then he smiled at me. Pum 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 pum, me. And my drum. It's been great playing with you guys today. <laughs> oh, oh, just... I was disappointed when that ended. That, that, that's, that is the mic drop of all time right there. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because the little drummer boy has always creeped me out. What What is it? Who is he and why is this happening? He's a little boy uh, who plays the a drum. <laughs> but where that's are right. his parents? And that's he... right. Is he like an orphan boy playing his drum for money? He's being chaperoned by the angels. I I believe he's part of the contingent who is going to greet the birth of Jesus. Is that correct? Part of the part of the band of travelers who is going to celebrate the birth of uh of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is the that description of the little drummer boy? A little boy with a drum, the same as when you go into the dictionary and it says dancer, one who dances. <laughs> I feel I feel like Nick Offerman has the advantage of Nick Offerman reading his yeah, that's right. chosen lyrics. Because yeah. I don't like that song, but I got chills <laughs> when you said it. And I Accurate. think it's amazing. I will also I'll, add. I'll, I'll remind agree. everybody that when we did the holiday song draft, I chose that song and everybody here dunked on me for like an hour. And I was like, no, that's a great song. That song is beautiful. We've had some disagreements about the Little Drummer yeah. Boy over the years. The Little Drummer Boy, the Harry Simone chorale or choir, whatever it is, the version of that song is is the best holiday no. song. No, the version that's the best is Nick Offerman reading that's right. that song and, on the yeah. And I would like to that say that best. last night I took it off of my board because I didn't want to have to say it. <laughs> wow. It's too embarrassing to say for Rumpa Pum Pum over and over. exactly right. As far as songs featuring children today, uh, at least this one's parents are not like drunk in a ditch somewhere, you know? So it does have that. <laughs> By the way, I, I just want to point out, I just want to reiterate something that Nick said specifically to Alan Sepinwall, which is no Satan, not today. That was, there's the difference right there. I would also yeah. just like to add for our friend, Brandon McCarthy, he played 13 years in the big leagues, I think. 14, 13 years, Brandon? How many times have you heard center field at your job? Oh my God. Don't, you're you're going to send him into a, <laughs> into a terrible, terrible twist. He's a, he can't hear you. He's under the table. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a fugue state just thinking about, thinking about the last 800 times he heard the song. Does that oh. even include spring training? Yeah, it's oh, spring God. training. They played on a loop for eight weeks. 
Plus, you hear it in the minor. It's uh, we're not talking <laughs> about that. All right. Why? Um, Who likes it? Seppenwall. <laughs> and Candor, both Who of normal? them. Both of the. Oh my gosh, both. It's of them. just <laughs> such a good. If you, I mean. All right, stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. We're, we're, I'm muting you again. All right, um, Brandon. Brandon, if you are still with us, I hope you are. Uh, it is time for your third and final pick. What a terrible experience this has been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my next lyric is the lyric have yourself a merry little christmas let your heart be light from now on your troubles will be out of sight um i i just really genuinely enjoy those lines and like in succession and I, they kind of wrap up the christmas season for me where it's just it weirdly feels like nothing happens for a week and everything feels feels a little bit better so uh, i've always that's always been kind of like a meaningful line to me so I'll put that one in. Brandon, that's so tender. Um, okay, wait, Joe, before we go any further, I believe that when the podcast is advertised anywhere, when there's any like art or anything, it should yes. say like the podcast with Joe Poznanski and Mike Shore. And at the bottom in quotes, it should say, what a terrible experience this has been. Brandon <laughs> McCarthy. Like, that, should, that should be the poll quote the poll that we quote. now use. Yeah. As blurbs go, no, you can't that. beat that one. You can't beat that. What a no, terrible that. experience this has been. <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry. I apologize to Brandon and only Brandon. The people who write your little music stings, you need to get them to write one that says, what a terrible experience yeah. this has been. And we can and play it anytime a guest comes on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Especially because our pull quote up to now, isn't our pull quote most recently, wasn't it... Um, I question the mobility of eggplant. Isn't that? Wasn't yeah. That the we were doing a draft our... where we were trying to make a NBA team out of vegetables, and we questioned whether an eggplant would make a good point guard. And then Joe said, "I question the mobility of the eggplant." Yeah. And so yeah. that that is now that's the, currently the pull quote. But now we'll but change. Not anymore. It. Not, not now anymore. Not, now it's written. now it's what a terrible experience this has been for me, Brandon McCarthy, former Major League Baseball player. <laughs> okay, Alexis. It is time for your third and final pick. championship pull right here. Yep. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Team, I I just want to say this has been it. I, I personally have had a lovely experience and I I am. I just don't want you all to think any differently of me <laughs> after I share my third pick. And um. I would also like uh, to say that each of you has you've had wonderful picks so far. So <clears throat> just remember all those good Thank feelings you. and just remember how much um, you liked me at the beginning of the show. Okay. <clears throat> I am the clown with the tearaway face here in a flash and gone without a trace. I am the who when you call who's there. I am the wind blowing through your hair. I am the shadow on the moon at night, filling your dreams to the brim with fright. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Boo. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. All right, she so really I, turned you, it around you, so for me. You I mean, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I, I'm so, and now we, I'm now so proud part. of you right now, Alexis. This is <laughs> Yeah. Thank thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, but also I'm not I stand by it. I do. 
Um, I think I, I do. This is becoming like the Senate. There's there's actual factions emerging inside this group as we expand, <laughs> and this will be a this will be a team sport eventually. I guess so I right. should say this is from the song "This Is Halloween" from the movie "A Nightmare Before Christmas." The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um. But you all know that because it's such a fabulous song, and such a fabulous lyric from a song. Mike, uh, what do you have to say about this? I don't it's hard to know now whether it's it's genuine competition and genuine like uh, searching individual minds for the best answers or pure trolling, because (laughs) I I think it's probably pretty clear when we do this every year in the first week of December, it's pretty clear what we're trying to do. Like, I don't I don't I don't think I don't think it requires a lot of explanation when it's like, hey, on December 5th, we're going to do a draft of our favorite holiday song lyrics. I think we're pretty clear what that means. And yet every year, like clockwork, this virus, this brain worm (laughs) virus infects the people who are participating in this event and leads them to say like, oh, I know how I'll win, I guess. Yeah. Win or 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 perform well in this draft is by uh, finding these uh, loopholes and back doors. I just don't understand what the point of it is like. This song is from a Christmas movie. It's got the the word Halloween in it five times at the end in a row. Absolutely. Yes. It's not. She just blew my mind. Certainly does. That blew your mind, Candor? I'd forgotten completely that that was, was that a nightmare before Christmas? Is that what that is? That is genius. You're a genius. That is a song from a Christmas movie. It's a great movie, guys. It's a great movie. It was a. I don't care if it's a great movie. It's irrelevant if it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a nightmare before Christmas. I think this is the end of the episode because that's an M. Night Shyamalan level twist that she just dropped on every, well, me anyway. It was an M. Night Shyamalan level twist if you take into account that for the last eight M. Night Shyamalan movies, everybody has seen the twists coming from the moment that they see the trailer. I stopped it. I stopped at signs, but it was real good. My my question (laughs) is, if Alan had not started with Groundhog Day, would this virus still be going? No. Or would we have another no, we could blame would someone it all else, this, uh, that among is, the 400 people who now participate in this, <laughs> would someone else have thought, of, oh, maybe I will be the one to introduce yeah, a holiday? No, some, someone would have done it eventually, I think. I, but I think the problem, there's two problems here. One is that Seppenwald did do it at the moment he did it and then also he got like a, like a child he got a reaction from the from his parents and he was like he 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 and started rubbing his hands together and so then every year afterwards he's like i'm going to do that thing again that makes mike and joe mad and then and then that really we it's really uh, if you want to break this down it's my fault it's joe's fault like we should yes. if we had just said like that if we if we d- hadn't reacted the way we reacted it's just bad parenting we're bad parents. Like we 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 reacted too large, and we gave Alan exactly what he was looking for, and that has made him and now all these other geniuses want to do the same thing. Can can I say something in my defense? Can I no, say something no, in my defense? Cannot. No, no go cannot. ahead. No, go ahead. Can I say something in my you know, defense? Alan, mine is from a Christmas movie. Uh, Alexis, that's totally Alexis. different. We're talking about two Alexis, totally different things Alexis, right now. Alexis, please 
For the yes. record, for the court stenographer who was keeping copious notes of this for the lawsuits <laughs> that will absolutely be forthcoming, could you please, from your amazing Christmas movie, read the final five words of the lyric that you quoted to us? Please, go ahead, for the record. The final five words. The final five words. Yeah, uh, from your Christmas movie song that you chose. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's from a Christmas yeah, movie, from, you say. It is from a Christmas movie. That cannot be disputed. Is anybody disputing that's that? The, that's the problem with this. It's not... It, you're Everybody's trying to win on a technicality. Like, yes, technically speaking... Look, the movie Black Hawk Down was released on Christmas Day, 1999. <laughs> if I chose a song from Black Hawk Down and said it was released on Christmas... Blah, like that, just technically, I maybe Black get Hawk off. Black Hawk Down a musical? Please okay, don't... <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, well, wait, 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 wait. If wait. I chose like, if they played Gimme Shelter in Black Hawk Down or something. That was, that was a Christmas okay. release? All right, all right. Something needs to be said here. First of all, Nick Offerman is on the move. To okay? the second there's time. Something, there's something <laughs> happening. Also wearing a hat now. With Nick. And uh, Nick, are you okay? Is everything really, good? Like bear hunting. I'm, I'm good. Uh, that Alexis's thing just blew my mind. <laughs> and, uh, I have to actually check out of this campground. Um, so if you lose me, the great scene, you guys. Uh, I'm supposed to be out at two, so we'll see if the if the Wi-Fi stays on. But thank you for having me. Oh. I can see it now. There's an episode of Dateline, and you, when you turn up murdered, and it's like, well, we were doing our holiday lyric draft. Lyric draft. And then, and then Alexis got... made a pick that, that sent me running. All and, that was left was a hat. Got... Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Okay. So we all agree. I guess in summary, yeah. great pick. Uh, yeah, uh, is what I, I just, heard. I just want just to reiterate that back in the first round, uh, I had two holidays and one lyric, and I didn't need a movie to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Mike DeCenzo has been uh, called into a meeting of some sort. So he has said, uh, I can make my pick when I get back, or uh, which will be in like 10 or 15 minutes, or... Uh, I can make the pick for him. Why don't you go Would ahead? We we get, I think we got to wrap this thing up now. I'm we losing my need mind. We need to wrap it up here. So Mike DeCenzo's pick is uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Great. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Great. You Fantastic. Just, just Great. solid. Ellen. Solid. <laughs> no, Ellen's band. Pick. Molly, go. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. I know Ellen is banned, but I do want to say that nobody can pick from the song. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Fine. It's gone. <laughs> Mom said a hippo. I feel like my dad is mad at me right now. <laughs> like, that's this feeling. Mom. Dad's upset. He's been driving for seven hours. We're on the road trip. I've said one too many snarky comments. Dad just wants to get I'm, there. Everybody I, shut I, up. I'm going to go to a bar down the street, and I just need like an hour by myself. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to have a glass of whiskey and sit at the bar and nobody bother me. All right. All right. Uh, so let's see here. Let's go to Molly for her right. third and final pick. So if if I was feeling emotionally available right now, I'd be picking uh, Joni Mitchell's song River, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. But I'm not feeling um, emotionally available. So we're going to stick with the dark, weird stuff. Um, 
there's a uh, a song called We Three Kings, and they talk about the, the gifts that they're bringing, the magi, right? They have the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. And the gold and the frankincense seem like, you know, pleasant gifts to bring. But here's what is said about the myrrh. Myrrh is mine. Its bitter perfume breathes a life of gathering gloom, sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in the stone-cold tomb. <laughs> Good Lord. I, <laughs> I brought it for your baby. <laughs> so, like, I definitely mouthed the words to that in church at some point and when I was a little kid, but I, I didn't. Wow. I mean, did they know he was going to be in a tomb, the baby? What's going on here? That's intense. Yeah. I've never listened to that song that closely, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we have Santa, I... who's a complete creep, and then we have this baby uh, being born to be crucified. It's a really dark holiday, guys. I'm just I'm just saying I want my emotionally available Molly Knight back. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I just... well, I wish I had a river I could skate away on coming on Christmas, you know. There you I go. screwed everything up. It's not okay. the happiest Christmas song either. But <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. It's jingle bells in a, in a sad key, in a minor key, you know? Yeah, I hear you. It, it, it's a real Christmas song, but yeah. I hear yes. you. All right. Uh, Howard, time for your third and final pick. Yes, I would like to um, honor Arbor Day right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... I was really, I just want to say thank you guys for, for having me. This has been like a ton of fun. And, um, and I do also just want to quickly say that I'm, I'm happy that the tenor of this has turned in this third round to more earnest, um, holiday cheer. Um, and I, I can't share along with that, but I think I can, I'm going to go with, uh, you're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an go. eel, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. You're a bad banana. With a greasy black peel. Yes. Yes. This is on my board. I had to go there because at the end of the day, he did come around. Our good friend, the Grinch, he did come around. I'm sorry. Steel. Huge steel. Third round. Third round steel. Absolutely. Yes. Howard is a threat. Howard is a threat don't to you, win this thing. And don't you think, you. Howard, that a wonderful, like if a coach after a game or, the, or, the, or man, a baseball manager was asked what happened, if he just said stink, stank, stunk, that would be enough? <laughs> Actually, Molly, no. you've got it at like, least once. I think both years I was covering the Yankees when the Yankees had two really horrible back-to-back games. The New York Post would go on the back page, Tankies. And then the next day, stankies. Stankies, yeah. stankies yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. Stank, stank, stank. Like a Love stink, it. stink, stank, stunk. That's it. What about, what about the, it. I wouldn't touch him with a 39.5 39 pole? So many, there are so many yeah. in there. It's on the board for next year whenever you do this five oh, yeah. years from now. Yeah, and I I will say in the spirit of self-promotion that is what po- going on other people's podcasts is all about. I did write a thing for NPR several years ago, uh, which is essentially a, a letter from a Whoville law firm about whether <laughs> anything in that song constitutes it's, defamation. It's right. legal sense. It's so good. Applying actual rules of defamation as I once learned them. That so, is awesome. Uh, I will just I will just put that out there. That that exists. It's called "I'm Your Lawyer, Mr. Grinch." L- Linda's Linda's thing on on Dude, what uh, is uh, Nick- from from Whoville is what is <laughs> you need to find it. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, by the way, Mike DeCenzo is back from the meeting. Mike, we did choose uh, your pick for you. 
Uh, Thank you. We did choose uh, chestnuts roasting on open fire. Would you like to briefly explain your pick? No, no. It's just, you know, it's the most iconic probably Christmas (laughs) lyric. So I just, I was running to a meeting. So I said, I guess I'll just go with that one. I love it. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. Okay. All right, we are down to our final two picks. I'm going to say Merry Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Thank you, Nick. Bye, Nick. Another wonderful wonderful appearance by Nick Offerman. Um, All right, Alan Sepinwall has a third pick. The band has not come in. So, Alan... Do your worst, my friend. Mike, you look you look preemptively sad, and I chose this one <laughs> specifically to honor you. I think you're really gonna like it. The odds are you are not gonna like it, Mike. I'm just telling you that right up front. You got sex hair. You, you got it from this me, girl. Cheap. This is cheap. This is cheap. This is a cheap move. <laughs> Is also not a holiday song. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the first time it is ever performed is on Galentine's Day. I, I, a holiday I, I wrote it. I know what I know when it was performed. <laughs> it's not a holiday song. Oh my god. This is so cheap. This is he such is, a cheap, is, cheap move. He is trying desperately to get back into your good graces. Mike, did it work? No. No, not even close. <laughs> Right. It's, it's not say- a it's, it's not a holiday song. It doesn't matter that it was performed on an episode of TV called Valentine's Day. It it, the, it it the song itself is not a holiday song, and you know it. All right. It, it, would you like a different choice? I can go with a different song altogether. Different uh, holiday you want, song. You yeah. want us to give you a fourth choice in this draft? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear in my, it. In my yes. Okay. All right. Okay. The blues oh, ain't nothing it. like a pain in your heart when you get a bad start when you and your man have to part. That is from Lady Sings the Blues by Billie Holiday. <laughs> oh my god. You're fired for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Genius. You're fired forever. I am just glad that Nick Offerman wasn't here to have to endure that. That's that's my only my only I, can I so, say one thing in my defense? Mike sure left and he has not come back. I, the visual, the uh, visual of Mike walking out of his screen and then right next to, to Alan is an open door. I was just hoping Mike would walk in through that door and hit him over oh the head God. or something. It would have been the funniest moment ever. We are we are as of right now staring at an empty microphone. I'm stunned at Mike Shore's. Uh, I look. Home. I tried to behave the last two drafts, and afterwards, everyone told me that they wished I had done something stupid. <laughs> this time, I decided to do something stupid. I'm okay, Mike, the Mike has brought want. out the wine. That's it. That's Mike. not wine. Oh, that's not I wine. Mean, Mike has <laughs> brought out. The... <laughs> All right. Uh, We're at the beginning of one of the sad Christmas songs now. <laughs> I, I think that this pod should just be called Sleeper Cell. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so, so Mike, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught it before you went running away for drinking. Um, Alan Sepinwall took a Billy Holiday song with his with his pick. Um, how do you feel about that? I think you know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be happy with a Jeru holiday quote? <laughs> Howard, it's holiday so- song lyrics. <laughs> like, you gotta play by the rules here. Okay. okay. Um, 
right, Mike, uh, it is time for your final pick in the draft. There's going to be so much cleanup after this draft. I can't, I, I can't, it's going to take weeks to untangle all of the horrors that have been uh, inflicted on us. <clears throat> I, I don't even know if it's, uh, should we even continue the podcast? <laughs> I think you have to. You have to try to get it back on some kind of track. I don't mean this episode. I mean the whole thing. <laughs> and the whole thing ever doing it. I mean, one. Yeah. should we stop? Should we? Should it, we like? We're uh, doing anything. I don't know. I. That's a good question. I wonder whether it wouldn't be better if we didn't shut down the podcast for good. Sure. If, if I didn't stop, if I didn't retire from being a writer. Right. I think that's fair. If, I, I want to do that. If I like, I think. The move now for me, honestly, the way I feel currently is to just pack up my family and get into like an RV and just drive around America and just try to find some peace. Like try to maybe like in the redwood forests of the great Pacific Northwest or. Sure. sure. We're going to offer a minute. Yeah. Or like that, you know, go to Grant, go to the Zion Canyon and try to find some meaning in nature because I don't I don't know that I. I just don't know that I can continue yeah. doing what I'm yeah. doing now based on what has what has transpired here today. <laughs> yeah. I think this might be it for me. I think and I'm I'm not saying in a in a I, I'm just mean like in my life. I think I need a change. I think I need to change. Yeah. yeah. I'm just restored by the Molly Knight mind meld. I just sort of loved it. That's been the high that that's the one good thing that's come out of this. It is. is. That I, yeah. I'm genuinely happy that Molly and Howard have found some simpatico uh, mind-melting stuff. That, that's been lovely. Everything about this besides that has been a complete disaster. I haven't seen Molly since the Dodger Stadium press box in 2013. Oh, see? Bringing them together. I have to say that the, the whiskey that I went and poured myself a large pull of after the billy holiday thing is helping i i, I legitimately feel are you better. feeling a little yeah. better i really do yeah. i feel a little Mike, calmer were there any good moments did you were there any highlights did anything good happen just go back over just in the in the holiday spirit of thinking Candor about the good started things? with oj simpson that's right. Yeah. You chose, well, yeah. And remember Santa having. You AIDS? chose two. Yeah, you chose two that songs that the the lyrics of which just said that it is Christmas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Linda did "Fala La La La." Alan chose three songs we've never heard of before. Alan chose yeah. a Alan Alan's first pick was was a song about the movie Die Hard, and that's as good that's right. as it got for him. <laughs> Okay, we're veering back into the negative moments, hey, but those were all I, really I thought, positive, happy memories. I also had Rod Carew. I thought twice. Howard you had it Carew. twice. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I had Rod Carew once. Offerman, Offerman speaking the lyrics to to my favorite oh, holiday song was a highlight. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was yes. That was the highlight. Well, Mike, you still have you still have to make your final. I know what I have to do. I next year, next year, this podcast is just going to be Mike gets mad and drinks. I'm aware of my <laughs> I'm aware of my responsibilities. I'm just trying. I'm just gathering myself. I just want you to keep drinking that whiskey for a while and then make your pick. Mike, if it makes you feel any better, I've been writing notes back and forth with my nine-year-old son who came in several minutes ago. And I explained to him, uh, he, he knows the topic of this draft. And I said, someone picked center field. What do you think? And my son, who, as you know, loves that song. He said, cool. That's awesome. Was it you? And then he goes, wait, how is it a holiday song? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, nine-year-old child. Might- 
make you feel better. Well, maybe the reason is because Mike Shore went to a baseball game with his kid yesterday in December. It's a holiday baseball season somewhere in the world. That's a, that don't, that's not going to work. That argument's not going to be good work. enough. That's not good enough. And a brand new pair of shoes. <laughs> Earworm. You seem somewhat happier though. Well, I, yeah. The whiskey has helped. I'm not going to lie. The Lagavulin has uh, <laughs> has has warmed my uh, heart a little bit. I feel a little looser. I, the huh. edge has been taken off, which is what whiskey's for, after all. So I'll make my final pick. My final pick is from a song called "Just Like Christmas" by the indie band Low, who released a Christmas album, a holiday album, many years ago, which is great. Uh, in which I highly recommend. And they wrote a song called Just Like Christmas, which is beautiful and haunting. And the lyric is long, but I think it's appropriate uh, to quote the whole thing. It's This is the entire song. It's two stanzas. It goes like this. On our way home from Stockholm, it started to snow. And you said it was just, it, you said it was like Christmas, but you were wrong. It wasn't like Christmas at all. By the time we got to Oslo, the snow was gone and we got lost the beds were small, but we felt so young, it was just like Christmas. That's the whole song. And I find it really sort of beautiful and moving and great because I think what they're saying is sometimes the artificial appearance of something like snow it makes everybody say, oh, it's just like Christmas, but that's not really what Christmas is all about. And when they get to Oslo... There's no snow, and they got lost, and everything was terrible, and the beds that they stayed in, it theoretically, at some kind of hotel or something, were really small. But we felt so young, and that's what it made. That's what made it feel like Christmas. There's something very sort of lovely and moving about that to me. That the Chris, that Christmas isn't artificial, superficial things like snow. The Christmas is like a feeling. It's like a. It's like a a a, a, a series of nostalgic memories. It's a vibe. And when I heard that the first time, I was like, man, that's really pretty. And uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And that's my third pick. I think what really makes me love this particular uh, Christmas song is that at no point in the entire song does the singer mention the non-related holiday of Halloween. You know, like that's to me, that's what really puts me in the Corona Christmas spirit is that like never, not once. Like you can look through the whole song. No. I've listened to it many times. At no point does she start singing about Halloween. And she certainly, I, I would say, I can almost guarantee this, doesn't say the word Halloween five times in a row at any point. That's so interesting. It is interesting, though, that that song is about it. Notably, not being Christmas. Oh dang! <laughs> and also, Alan, that Ricky Henderson, who once played Centerfield, was born on Christmas Day. Maybe. Oh, oh that would help him, Howard. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait Ricky a minute. Henderson didn't Are you play some sort field? of authority yeah. on this topic? He, he did for the Yankees. <laughs> oh, pre very well. That doesn't even count. Oh, oh! I recently read a very good book about it. He read. He played quite a bit of Centerfield. <laughs> there are some great stories about him playing Centerfield in high school. On two two games simultaneously. No, I've, Is that I've not read right, the Howard? I've read the book. It's an excellent book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to help Howard out. He's trying to get a plug in at the end of this episode, and I'm trying to help. You need to stop that right now. That was not even on purpose. <laughs> I was trying to help Alan out because he's done. When this when when this pod is over, Infantino is going to be on the phone. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want to help him <laughs> the It's over. Yeah. I'm trying to help. Look, it's been nice knowing you guys. I guess. Alan, would you like one more moment to defend yourself? before we I, go to the commissioner? Like I said, the last couple of years, I tried to play nice. 
I heard not only from listeners, but from other people on this podcast right now who will remain nameless that they wish I had gone rogue. And so I'm just sort of trying to satisfy them. That seems false. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like Rudy Giuliani saying, no, there's tons of evidence that the, that the votes were encounted. That's a very, very scurrilous. The people who like my pick live in Canada. You wouldn't know them. That's, it's a it, it's a it's a perfect reference because honestly, like Seppenwall is Trump and Mike is Zucker. Like it's like I just want to set things up to hate him, but let's put him on as much as we can because he's <laughs> WWE heel and it's pure ratings, baby. This is twenty sixteen wow. primary season. Seppenwall's always well, been wow. okay. always here. It's bad Dude. for America, but it's good for CBS, baby. <laughs> Jason, when you frame it like that, I regret everything. I apologize. I, I'm gonna go. I felt bad as it came out of my mouth, but it's a pretty good analogy. Good comp, though. You gotta say. All right, uh, Mike. I think we just need to wrap this thing up. Uh, listen, it's just been. I have loved doing this podcast with you, Joe, for all these years. Yes. It's been great. It's obviously. It been it's obviously over forever. We'll never do it now. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I doubt I'll ever see you again. I doubt I'll see anyone oh, on yeah. this Zoom again. Um, <laughs> I'm I've I, never been I've I, I would I've led a pretty good life honestly and I don't think I've ever been as angry at anything in my life as I was at Alan Seppenwall earlier in this draft right. and I don't know how you can come back from that like I don't know how I can continue doing the podcast I don't think I'll ever watch baseball again I think it's no, over. I think not. it's all everything I don't I'm not going to celebrate Christmas this year I'm taking this no. I'm taking this Nick Offerman themed Christmas sweatshirt off Right now, I'm, and I'm I'm declaring that uh, that there's no Christmas this year. My, I'm not buying my kids any presents. I That's think it. I think it's time for them You've to gone learn. Grinch. I'm going full Grinch. Yeah, it's a broken draft because we left. The, I mean, everybody's gonna say as soon as this comes out. I cannot believe that you guys missed the most obvious choice, which is happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> That is the best My son told me saw. to make that pick. Mike, how tall were you? Like, you had a long sleeve sweater underneath your long sleeve sweater. It's you a very thin that? sweater. My house is <laughs> I, I, my house is very uh, cool. It's very cool right now. In my wow. House. Okay. <sighs> well, um, yeah, that was something. Uh, so we'll, uh, you know what? We're going to put this out to the public though. But we're 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 going to ask people to choose a winner in this draft. You know, Steppenwall's going to win. You he's know, everyone because that's what happens with trolls is they like they people I've are like. I've never ha, 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 won. Ha. I've never won one of these ever. Well, I'm not doing win. it for the votes. I'm doing it because it's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so we'll, we're going to take this to – I don't even know how we're going to do the poll. You put it I'll up put on up, your Substack, and we'll on all – On my Substack, we'll, yeah. we'll put up a poll. Uh, we'll have everybody vote. We'll we'll try to get some winners. Uh, Alexis and Jason will warnings? campaign for themselves. And not this year. I ain't learned my lesson. Uh, do, do whatever you want. It, does, it doesn't matter anymore. Just sure. Go, go campaign. <laughs> go crazy. Solicit votes. Create a bot army in Serbia that <laughs> votes for you. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Do whatever You've you want. Up, I've, given up. I've given up. I've given up. There's no point. Just do whatever you want. Everybody campaign as hard as you want. We'll see who wins. It doesn't it couldn't <laughs> matter less. You heard him, people. Oh All goodness. right. It, the, rules have been, the rules have been made. So... Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Mike, as always, thank you. I wish I could tell you thanks for having me, but I don't feel it. I can't do it. (laughs) This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.